The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds that had assembled for the spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, returned home beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph from the Jewish town of Arimathea. He was a member of the council, a good and righteous man, who had not consented to their decision and action, and he was looking for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down and wrapped it in a linen shroud and laid him in a tomb cut in stone where no one had ever yet been laid. It was the day of preparation and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, They rested according to the commandment. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Last week, after anointing some members after the Eucharist, I walked over to a couple who were the last ones sitting in the sanctuary, taking in the silence and the darkness of the space. When I asked if they were waiting for confession or to be anointed, the husband expressed that for the most part, they were still present because they didn't feel like they could leave after experiencing such otherworldly beauty. It's not the only comment we pastors heard about the beauty of the supper and the Tizé music and the Eucharist itself. And we too were struck by it all. After reflecting on our time together last Wednesday and contemplating the texts for today, I realized why it affected us so profoundly. We were all given, even for a moment, a time of deep respite. We truly experienced the Lord's Sabbath, His divine, otherworldly rest. 
Now, I know I'm young and I haven't been around the block a lot, but I'm convinced that we live in the busiest, most restless time in human history. We really have entered the age of the workaholic. 40-hour work weeks have turned into 50 or 60 or 70-hour work weeks. Our kids' extracurriculars, extracurriculars, have turned into part-time jobs. Technology has turned from a blessing of connectivity to a curse of long nights staring at a screen and the inability to escape that which is anxiety-producing. Events and engagements have filled our calendars and our brain space. We're all on a seemingly never-ending rat race. And the strange thing is that all of these things in our day and age have become a badge of honor. Rest? Who needs that? Sabbath? There's really no time. I must be the most productive. I have to sacrifice everything so that I can get to the top. And then maybe, just maybe, I'll have time for rest and Sabbath. If my kids aren't busy now, how will they move up the social ladder? Haven't you heard work now play and rest later. It's no wonder that as you peruse the health section of news outlets, it's a heap of articles and stories about the rise of mental illness, emotional fatigue, physical exhaustion, spiritual dryness. We're all so weary and worn, and I'm talking about being weary and worn to the core of our being. As created beings bearing the image of God, we were created for Sabbath rest. The Sabbath rest we're created for, though, is more than just getting enough sleep, although that is important. It's also more than being lethargic couch potatoes in the spare moments we happen to be not working. The Sabbath rest we're created for are times of stark interruption where we are on the Lord's time and not our own. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. For six days you can plan your own schedule, but on the seventh day, 
on the day of rest. Your schedule is planned by the Lord. The Lord established Sabbath rest as a perpetual covenant between himself and his people to be for every generation an opportunity to give thanks and then to receive. Sabbath rest gives us the time to acknowledge the Lord as creator and ourselves as creatures. We give praise to God for all of the wonderful things he has created and now has given to us. We thank him for welcoming us dependent beings into sharing in his creation, for setting us over this world as those called to tend and keep, giving thanks. Sabbath rest also gives us an opportunity to receive from the Lord. The Lord commanded the people of Israel not to work for a whole day so that all the distractions in their lives could be removed and they could be soothed with the balm of his Torah. Giving thanks and then receiving that's what the Sabbath is all about. That's what rest truly is. And Jesus not only upholds the Sabbath, but he transforms it through his rest in the tomb on the Sabbath day, our reading tells us. And he shows through his rising that Sabbath rest is about resurrection. It's about being renewed, restored, recreated by the holy healing touch of our Lord. Now Sabbath rest is defined by all of those sacred moments, both on Sundays and during the week, when we are touched by the word and sacraments of Jesus. Receiving, giving thanks. It is through these things that we are grafted deeper into the Lord's divine life and receive a taste of the eternal Sabbath rest we are all destined for. That's why these nights are so otherworldly beautiful, the supper and the tizay and the Eucharist. That's why moments of prayer, almsgiving, fasting, and devotion are so life-changing in your day-to-day -day lives. The Lord wants to interrupt your schedule to invite you into his time that transcends our time and to touch you with his holy, restoring, resurrecting gifts. We are given a taste of our eternity. 
an eternity that is marked by thanksgiving and receiving, an eternity of intimate union and rest with our Lord. So let's leave the rat race, my friends. Seriously, tonight, what is the thing that is distracting you from spending interrupted time with our Lord? What is it? Let's take a moment now of silent rest to give thanks to our Lord and to let Him speak His loving resurrection word into our weary, wounded hearts. And then with open hands and open hearts, let us be touched by the Lord's restoring, life-giving body and blood. I don't ever want to leave. Do you? Let's take a moment of silence now.